Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to live stream number 14. Um, I am Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dansfish.com, and I am glad you are here. So people should start piling in here pretty soon, and then we'll get our discussion going. Um, wanted to talk about a little bit about the week, how things have gone in the fish room, and answer some questions I got. Um, specifically, I did a fish room tour, finally. <laughs> got everyone back up to date on what the new fish room looks like. And in that tour, I showed um, some of the black worm cultures I have. And to my surprise, <laughs> the worm cultures got a lot more comments and questions than the fish did. So I'll talk a little bit about the black worms and how I culture them and stuff in this. Um, Morgan, hello, welcome. First one in, Morgan, glad you are here. Aquatic, welcome. Doug, glad you are here. And glad you like the fish room tour. Um, I was, <laughs> I don't know, I wasn't really happy with the video, but if you wait for perfection, you never do it, right? So, so there you go, it's out there, you have your video. Um, and I was happy to do it. I The thing I don't like about the kind of live format is a lot of it is just transitions from tank to tank to tank. And I don't know, I worry about that. I worry it might be boring or something, but I, enough people commented that they liked it, that I, I hope it was successful. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I'll start tonight um, by talking about black worms, which is what people wanted to know about. Um, Viola hops a lot. The fish room tour was just fine. I like looking at the different tanks. Okay, good. I'm glad you liked it. Aquatic Jack, I prefer raw video to edited. Okay, good. So there's so people did like it. That's good. Um, I always worry about the raw video just because um, there's so many pauses in it as you go from one thing to the next. But if people are saying they like it, that's good. Then then I'll continue to do that every now and then to, to have a live format, kind of like we are now, I guess. Um, so black worms, this surprised me. So I did the whole fish room tour. I showed the systems. I showed all the fish um, and all that. And the question I kept getting was, tell me more about black worms. How do you culture black worms? So, so I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So I think I'll start with that. And there's, it's really not difficult. Um, it's a patience game with those. They don't breed extremely quickly. And it's about food and cleanliness. It's just like fish, really. So the way I raise them is I have a tank. Uh, it, it could be any size or it could be a container or whatever. But for me, it's a 20-gallon long aquarium because I have some extras of those. And um, I set it up just like there were fish in it. So there's filtration through a, a uh, sponge filter. Um, it's a bare tank with a sponge filter pretty much. And... In mine, I do have some light on it just because I want to be able to see them and because I'm using that tank to grow out java moss as well. Um, and so I figure if I have live food in there and the worms are eating and creating ammonia and waste, I might as well get some plant growth out of it. So I'm cultivating some java moss in there. So there is a light on it. Um, and then it's basically just feeding. So I got a bunch of black worms months ago now and put some in that tank, um, put them in lots of tanks actually. And I just keep the water clean and feed them. And they, they eat like any kind of protein-based food. They like kind of high protein-based food. So what I've found works best is pellets, sinking pellets. So 
I got, I did a review of the uh, cobalt shrimp pellets a while ago, which I really hate. They're, they're really bad, but they're fine for worms, right? They're fine for uh, live food culture. So I feed those to the black worms and I alternate those with algae wafers, which I got from uh, kensfish.com. And I don't really like those for the fish either. Uh, there's a lot of filler in the, uh, in the algae wafers and not a whole lot of algae. So but it is high protein. There's a lot of fish meal and things in there. So I put those in. And basically what you want to do is you um, you start with just a few worms. So you might feed just a small section of an algae wafer or you might feed one shrimp pellet. Um, and you kind of put it in there and they'll find it. You don't have to put it right on the clump of worms, although they would appreciate that. But you put it in the aquarium. And if you come back an hour later, the worms are just all over it. Or if you come back the next morning, they're just all over it. Um, and they're eating that. And then as soon as it's gone, or as it starts to almost be gone, put in some more. And your population will gradually increase. And it is a waiting game. Black worms don't reproduce super quickly. So for those that just joined, I'll, I'll get to your comments soon. Welcome, everyone. Um, and Flynn, especially. Oh, I'm so glad you're back, Flynn. I, I have something I want to tell you. Um, so, um, but back to culturing blackworms real quick, because a lot of people were asking about that. They don't reproduce super quickly. Now, something to be aware of is when you are breeding them, you don't have to keep them cold. I, I mean, I don't have them extremely hot. I'm not, it's not like a discus tank or anything. It's mid to high seventies and they do fine in that because of the aeration and stuff. And where they're bred in California, it can get pretty warm in those ponds. Uh, as long as the oxygen content is sufficient and the water is clean, you can keep them, you know, in the upper 70s, no problem. And I haven't tried higher than that, but I imagine you could keep them in the low 80s as well. Again, I haven't tried it. It's just a guess. But if you keep them warm, upper 70s, mid 70s, their metabolism picks up and they'll eat more and they'll breed more. If you keep them really cold, I'm not sure if they will breed for you. We just do that uh, when we're feeding them to the fish because it expands our lifespan so we can keep the blackworms for a long time in, in the refrigerator while we're, you know, feeding them out. So that's really all there is to it. There's not a lot. It's just, just treat them like a fish, set up the aquarium, uh, keep the water clean like you would with fish. Mine are on an auto water change system and just like the other tanks have. And um, as the population increases, increase the amount of food and you'll get a culture that is sustainable long-term. Now, something else that blackworms are, are great for, and so are snails, and so are any organism like that, uh, is if you have a spare aquarium, and let's say you sold all the fish out of that fish tank, or you uh, gave them to a friend or something, but you don't want the cycle to die, just put a clump of blackworms in there, or put a bunch of snails in there, or pick your organism, um, amphipods, whatever. Blackworms are great, though. And keep feeding them, and not only will you get this culture of blackworms that's expanding that you can feed from, but it'll keep your cycle going. So anytime I have a spare tank, I'll put a bunch of blackworms in there or amphipods, um, which we know as scuds or snails, um, and just keep feeding them. And that's the way you can keep your tank alive and active while you're generating live food for your puffer, if it's snails or for your other fish. So, but that's really what it is, is um, I just set up a blank take tank, put some worms in there, filter it, keep the water clean, and just keep as much food on them 
as they'll eat in about a day, sinking pellets and gradually increase the amount of food. It's really that simple. And it's about patience. Now, how the big farms do it that breed blackworms in quantity, say in California or whatever, is um, they have these big, long ponds full of them. And they'll take a rake and rake over the worms, which breaks them into segments. And those different segments then generate into new worms. So that's how they populate them more quickly. I've never tried that um, in my aquariums or in my blackworm cultures here, but that is the way they get them to reproduce more quickly on the blackworm farms. Isn't it weird there's such a thing as a blackworm farm? <laughs> like, what kind of world do we live where that's like a legitimate business? I grow blackworms. It's so funny to me. Anyway, um, so that's kind of the spiel on blackworms. Um, just in response to all the questions I got about how I do them. So I find them awesome. Um, not quickly reproducing, but keeping a tank going and alive, they're, they're awesome for that. Um, so I'm going to go up top to the comments here and start scrolling down. Um, okay, so Flynn, hey, hey, so Flynn, I just, I just, I felt bad since the last time you were in here when I confused, what was it? Uh, the, the red worms with columnaris bacteria. <laughs> I went off on the wrong organism. And then after the chat, I was like thinking about it. And I'm like, man, here's Flynn. He's got this situation with his sword tails. They're sick. He's looking for advice. And I give him the wrong advice. And he's probably just on the other end of the computer going like, ah, this is not helping. So I'm really sorry about that mix up. I just got the wrong organism in my head. It's been bugging me ever since. So since you're here, I just wanted to apologize to you that that happened. But hey, my mind's a funky place and it doesn't always operate like like you wish it would. Sometimes it gets confused. So that's that. Um, Thirsty Rabbit. Oh, Viola hops a lot. Um, vinegar eels. Um, are you asking how to culture them? If you are, clarify what you want to know about vinegar eels. Or are you just saying that you like to culture them? I don't know what you mean exactly, Viola. But if you clarify, um, if you want to know more about culturing them, clarify and I'll do that. Um, Thirsty Rabbit. Hi, Dan. Hi, Jack. Hi, all. I must have missed the update tour. I'll find it. From what I see behind you, it's looking tip top. Yeah, so Thirsty Rabbit, um, it's on the YouTube channel, so um, you can watch it anytime. It's one of the, it's the latest video that I uploaded. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not edited or anything. It's raw. And it's just a full tour of all the systems and all the fish. So uh, take a look and hope you like it. All right. Um, aquatic, are you selling worm cultures? No, no. I, uh, I, I produce enough for me and that's really about it. And for the black worms, I, I, I mean, I wish I could produce more even. I, I feed as many as I can produce really quickly, really easily. The vinegar eels and microworms and stuff, um, I, I could do that. I could ramp up production and sell them. But the honest truth is I have enough on my plate with just the fish and everything else I'm trying to balance in my life that I'm just not ready to uh, add live food cultures to the mix. It would just add uh, another element that I'd have to keep up and everything. And I just don't have the time or energy right now to devote to that. Um, at some point I may do that, but, but this is not the time. But thanks for asking. I appreciate it. Um, all right. Thirsty Rabbit. Nah, my nickname... Oh, so, so he was asked if he raised rabbits. He says, now it's my nickname. His past dad gave him. I keep American cichlids 
and Betty, getting a Baramundi, delicious, and Giardini Aussie Monster Tank going in the next few months. Oh, wow. So Monster Fish Keeper. That's great. So Baramundi, I've never kept them, but I've eaten them, and they are they're a delicious fish. <laughs> I probably just offended the whole fish keeping community, but that's true. Um, I go for South Sydney rabbits. Okay, cool. Robert, what's up, Dan? Hey, Robert, glad you made it again. Aquatic hobbies, yo. Yo, aquatic. Viola hops a lot. What's the best place to buy the eels? Vinegar eels. Okay, so um, the Aquabit is a good source for those. Um, there's a guy there. It's a uh, I think it's like fish underscore 55 or fish guy underscore 55. Anyway, he, he sells a lot of live food cultures on Aquabid and um, I've got several cultures from him, never had a problem. They've done great. So that's where I got mine. Um, I think you can also get them on eBay if you prefer, but those are the two places where I've got them usually. Um, if you have a local fish club or a local fish Facebook group or anything like that, um, I bet you that there's someone in your area that breeds fish and you might be able to get them that way too. Cause most fish breeders, well, not most, that's a generalization that might not be true, but a lot of fish breeders keep them cause they're so easy and they're such good food for fry. So that's where I would look for vinegar eels. Um, all right. Um, aquatic, how much does a 20 long produce in blackworms? Oh man, that's a good question. I've never measured it but it's probably enough for me to feed out of twice a week. Not every tank, but I have some species, some wild bettas and some gobies and stuff like that, that, um, that don't want to eat pellets or flakes or stuff. So I feed them frozen a lot, but to get them some bulk, some um, real protein and fat, I'll feed the, the blackworms to them once or twice a week. So enough to, to keep them going once or twice a week, and then also offer a treat to a few other tanks maybe um, is all it is. And so I don't have a sense of pounds or anything, but it's maybe a maybe a clump. What's that? Um, silver dollar size clump maybe. Um, and that's not just from one 20 gallon long. I have like a few, and so I'll harvest out of them. Now, if I was more up on it, um, there are times when I get real, really busy. And so they go without food, you know, until the evening or something like that. If I really kept up on the feeding, like if I had an auto automated feeder or something like that, I bet I could get quite a bit more, but yep. All right. Um, Kyle's wild world. What's up, Dan? Hey, Kyle. Welcome. Glad you are here. Morgan newbie. Three of my discus seem to lose weight. Oh, no matter how much they eat. One is paper thin at this point. I've dewormed and treated for bacterial infection. What am I missing? Um, oh, that's a tough one. It could be discus, man. I love them, but they keep you guessing, don't they? could be anything. Um, so I'm going to assume that you're not seeing any symptoms, that you're not seeing like any stringy white poop, and you're not seeing anything other than the skinniness. Um, and the, my go-to for that, when a discus, um, you know, when sometimes they'll get stressed and they'll go dark on you and they'll cut the food and things like that. Um, anytime a discus has something that I just can't figure out and I've tried the things that make sense 
and I'm going nowhere, when I'm at the point where it's like, I have to do something or I'll lose the fish. But before they're so emaciated and gone that nothing can happen to save them, then my go-to is copper. Um, I'll put them in a separate tank. I'll put in, um, I don't feed or anything in that tank. So it's just a hospital tank. No, there's, there's a little water flow just to keep everything suspended and air and stuff like that. But there might not even be any filtration because it's just a tank I set up. Usually it's a 20 gallon long and I'll put a discus in that. Um, if it was a full grown discus, you would probably want a higher tank, like a 20 gallon. But for a partly grown, I just generally use a 20 gallon long because I have them laying around. And um, I put in copper and I use copper safe and I put it in there and I leave them for about a week and I don't feed them or change the water or anything. I just keep the water warm and aerated. And I found that oftentimes that will get whatever it is. The discus's color will improve, at which point I'll do these tiny little test feedings to see if it'll eat. And once it will, then I start feeding again, just always keeping really good care of the water quality because it's not like an established filter or anything like that. I and mean, we're using copper, That's, that can be really hard on a lot of organisms. So once I've established that they're eating and things, then I'll usually keep them in that hospital tank um, until they've got, I feel like they've adjusted back to life again. The colors improve, they're eating. Um, and then at that point, I'll move them back to another tank where they can live out their life. So if you haven't tried copper yet, and if you've tried everything else and, and it hasn't worked, you might wanna try copper. Um, I, I don't know if it'll work for you, but it's a way I've turned around discus that I really didn't think I could turn around. Um, sometimes there's just things that you don't see and you can't identify and you don't know what it is, but if it's a parasite, um, especially an ex external parasite, but also an internal parasite, um, copper's pretty good at getting that stuff. So that's something you might want to be able, you might want to try. Um, it's totally up to you. I'm not a fish doctor. I'm not a vet. Um, I'm usually a little reluctant to, uh, to say, try this. But if you're at the point where you're like, I don't know what else to do and this thing's going to suffer if I don't do something then try copper. Copper safe has worked for me. Um, and man, fingers crossed. That's a tough one though. Um, <laughs> discus are, discus are discus for a reason, right? They just keep us guessing. So good luck. I hope whatever you do, it works. I, I sincerely do. Kyle's wild world. So I unknowingly bred those betahendra. Yes, that's awesome. Two spawns happened at the same time, and I didn't even notice because all the plants and how the tanks are set up. Awesome. So how'd you figure it out? Did you uh, just see little babies darting around? And are you able to raise them up? Because if you are at some point, I might be interested in some of those, Kyle. That's a fantastic development. Kyle bred Betahendra. For those of you that don't know that fish, give it a Google. It's a wild type betta. Really, really beautiful. Thirsty. Nah, mate, I eat them too, the Baramundi. 
and unreal to catch. My last bear I kept was a lot like Oscar's as a wet pet. Yeah, yeah, so big old bear Mundi, monster fish wet pet, that sounds fun. Peter, hi Dan, well hi Peter, glad you are here. Greetings from Little Rock. Greetings from Wyoming. Robert Flores, copper is the best in a small airstone, best cure. Okay, good, so Robert's had some experience that way too. Um, if anyone else has any experience treating discus, it sounds like we've probably already tried Prozzi and Metro. It sounds like we've already tried a, a broad spectrum antibiotic. Uh, I don't know which one, erythromycin maybe, or maybe oxytetracycline or something like that. Um, so let's assume that that's been done. If anyone else has any hints on helping treat a discus that's gone thin, um, let's let's give some love to Morgan and try to help out. That would be awesome. So um, so I had a good week this week. I shipped a lot of fish and they all arrived alive. The last box arrived today. There was one that was delayed, <laughs> but it got there today. Um, and so that's that was awesome for me. It's always shipping fish is, I don't know, I, I do it because I want to get the fish out there. Um, I want to provide quality fish to people. And, and I, I feel like I, in a way I'm somewhat uniquely qualified to do that. I just have a lot of experience and I know how to pack fish really well. Um, but it's always, even after all this time, like a nail biting experience. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's like a really expensive rare fish, like a killifish that is hard to find, or if it's a little guppy, um, every time it's a nail biting experience. So I love it when I finally get the, I, I check in and I finally get the last response and like, yep, they made it. And it's just like, oh, oh thank goodness. <laughs> that's done. So that's usually my first few days of the week. So Monday and Tuesday and sometimes Wednesday morning is all about me just like being like, did they make it? Did they make it? Is it going okay? And it, it usually is, but I don't know why. It's, it's just always that way for me. All right. Um, the free ride. I was feeding. Oh, hey, Morgan. Thank you. Thank you so much. So this is a super chat from Morgan. And we'll get back to free ride. Your comment's important too. Morgan says, thanks, Dan. I'll give it a shot. So we talked about copper um, as a possible cure for uh, the discus. And I use copper safe, but any chelated copper, uh, a, a copper that is chelated is one that will easily dissolve in the water and hopefully stay in suspension in the water. Um, I'll give it a shot. The paper thin one has a tiny bit of peppering, but her color is good. She's a sweetheart and comes to my hand, eats like a pig too. So I hope she'll get through. Man, I hope so, Morgan. But, um, but I know what you mean. Uh, for me, what would happen is the discus would go dark and then so dark that sometimes I would be like, do they have velvet? But it's hard to see when they're that dark if they have the velvet on them or not. And if you shine a light, sometimes it looks like they do. But then is it like, is that velvet or is that just chromatophores? Is that just, you know, the, the tiny little pigment cells? And, and you can't tell. But uh, yeah, let us know how it goes, Morgan. I, I hope it works. And you already know this, I'm sure. But the other thing with the hospital tank for discus is, you know, 86 degrees would be great. Keep them hot. All right. So back to the free ride. I was, oh, and by the way, I think that's only my 
fourth super chat ever. So it's super cool and meaningful. Thank you. Um, might be the fifth. No, I'm pretty sure it's the, the fourth. Um, okay, back to free ride. I promise free ride. I'm, I'm actually answering your question or reading your comment this time. I was feeding live brine to the adults and the babies came out to try and hunt them. Oh, cool. Um, oh, wait, this is the free ride. Hang on. It's, I'm not sure which fish we're talking about. Is that Kyle? Is that you? Are you talking about Betahendra? But as the free ride, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think so. Um, so he's feeding live brine and the babies came out to eat them. I have counted six so far. I'll definitely be able to raise them up. They're about five to 10 millimeters now past baby brine shrimp. Though I'm still feeding baby brine shrimp in small sum, young gridnels. Cool. Awesome. I think that's Kyle responding to the question about Betahendra. I'm not quite sure, but um, that's awesome. If that's Kyle, I know what we're talking about. If not, clue me in. <laughs> Suzy Q O'Connor, good evening all. Suzy Q, I'm glad you made it. Welcome. Glad you're here. Oh, okay. Kyle did switch accounts. Okay. So if you start getting weird messages from the free ride, we know who that is, right? That is the troll Kyle's wild world. Your secret is revealed, Kyle. No. <laughs> All right. So, um, gotcha. Okay. Kyle cleared up that he is also the free ride. Morgan, thanks to Robert. Yep. And anyone else, if anyone else knows anything about treating discus, um, once the general normal treatments are done, let us know. Um, Aqua Apprentice. Hi, Dan and everybody. Late kid would not fall asleep today. Oh man, I remember those days. I don't know how old your kid is, but for anyone that's thinking of having kids, here's the secret. Anytime there is sleep, you sleep too. When you have a newborn, when it's the first few months, because you're just going to get so little sleep that anytime they're down and you're like, well, I could shower. Don't, don't do it. Sleep. Or man, I could clean the house. You know, the house will be okay. Sleep because you might get an hour today. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my only rule of childcare is when they're young. The rule is when the kid's asleep, I'm asleep. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right. Um, Morgan, it's Canadian money, so barely counts. Oh, gotcha. Well, hey, I'm still glad for the super chat, Morgan. That's that's awesome. Thank you. Um, Kyle, yeah, I'm the free ride. All right, gotcha. It's all cleared up. <laughs> will, the, will the real Kyle's Wild World please stand up? Aqua Apprentice, did you happen to cover the black worms already? We did, Aqua. We started with that. Um, to answer your question. And there were actually several people that asked about the black worms. So um, once this uploads, you can see that. Um, but to, just to briefly recap, it's, I just set them up like I'm doing fish, basically. Oh, there is one thing I forgot to mention earlier, though, when I was talking about the black worm cultures, which is um, I'm just using bare bottom tanks um, with some java moss in some of them and some leaf litter in some but they would appreciate some kind of surface thing. So there's two ideas I have for that. One is just a small like plastic container, um, you know, like a, you would store food in, in your fridge with uh, gravel in it and put the worms in there because then I could concentrate the worms in the food. That might help. Um, and the other is 
maybe some like Matala mat or something that I could push down on the bottom, maybe put a rock on it to keep it uh, submerged just so they have places to go in. And then to harvest them, I would just lift up the Matala mat and shake it out in a container of water. So I, I did forget to mention that. But yeah, Aqua Apprentice, if you uh, go back when this uploads, you'll see the spiel on culturing blackworms. Steve, what up, dude? What up, Steve? Glad you are here. Kyle's Wild World. Hello. It's my MTB channel. I haven't made yet. That's awesome. Although I have no idea what MTB is. Hang on. Hang on. You millennials in your speak. MTB stands for M&T Bank? No. MT? No. Mountain Bike Reviews? Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know what MTB means and Google is letting me down. <laughs> um, Kyle's Wild World. <laughs> Hashtag pro tip. Sleep while baby sleeps. Yep. <laughs> Anyone that's thinking about having kids, that's the rule for the first few months. When they're asleep, you're sleeping. Aqua Apprentice. She's almost two now. Yes, wise words, Dan. The babies make the schedule, especially at those young ages. Yes, they do. And man, the thing with kids is every year is better than the last. So far, my oldest daughter is about to turn 11. I can see the teenager coming and that kind of frightens me. But um, so far, like the first year, it's like, oh, they're so cute. Second year, they're even better. Third year, they're more fun. Fourth year, you can actually like play ball for real, you know. So each year it gets more and more fun in my experience with kids. Um, I love kids. They keep me from being jaded. It's like, you know, when I had my daughter and she was a little toddler and we're walking down the sidewalk and she sees a grasshopper, you know, and it just blows her mind. And I was just like, yeah, those are kind of awesome, aren't they? I forgot how cool grasshoppers are. So that's the gift that my kids have given to me. They've given lots, but the, but one is just keeping me from being jaded about the cool things around us. So yeah, anyway, this is about fish, right? <laughs> um, Aquatic will go back and watch about Wild World. So, or about uh, Black Worms, cool. And then Kyle's Wild World reviews mountain bikes, cool. Lol, forget that people who don't mountain bike don't know. Yeah, I don't. Um, well, I have a brother that's way into mountain biking. I don't know if he still does, but he used to manage Mad Dog Cycling, um, which was a mountain bike racing team. Um, he's all into that. Um, Papa Doubles, hi, Dan. Well, hey, Papa, glad you are here. Morgan, I didn't know until my girlfriend worked at the local bike shop. Took me a while to get it even them. MTB, mountain bike. For those who do that. Now you know. Now you know. Um, so I want to hear if anyone else had any fish breed this week. I, I want to hear your experience. I want to know what bred. Um, I remember, and forgive me for not remembering exactly who, but oh no, that's right. They did update us. Um, but there was someone. Okay, sorry. My mind's going three places at once. Um, There's someone that bred electric blue Acaras last week or the week before. And I'm wondering, uh, they were in a community tank, and I'm wondering if they survived and made it, or if you ended up separating them, or if they just, you know, became caviar, which is great. You know, fish love to eat, and they need to eat, so that's fine. But I'm just curious what happened with those. That's a species I haven't spawned yet, so I'm, I'm curious what that was like. Um, Aqua Apprentice. Yes, everything is interesting, again, because I want to see my kid's reaction to it. She loves the fish, so maybe... A future fish keeper. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely true about kids. Mine love the fish. Um, feeding time. Like the, the worst thing is when 
they'll come and they'll be like, hey, did you feed the fish yet? And if I, I'm like, yeah, I just finished feeding them. It's like, oh, this is the biggest letdown for them <laughs> ever. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle's Wild World. Wow. It is, for some reason, not letting it through. Oh, probably because it has the word Niger Delta in it. I did attempt to hatch Niger Delta and Loe, um, but only got two Niger Deltas in four to six Loe that I can see. So Kyle's talking about Blue Galeris. Um, so Blue Galeris, beautiful, beautiful killifish, the emblem of the American Killifish Association. Um, and there's different locations. So Niger Delta is one of the locations. Uh, let's show your, there we go. Niger Delta is one of the locations and the one that got Kyle's comment <laughs> flagged. And Loe is another one. There's also Funge. Um, there's several locations and there's some aquarium strains as well. Um, so tried to hatch them, got two and four to six. Oh, that's, that's tough. Um, so Kyle, did you incubate them in peat moss or did you just leave them in the aquarium or did you try water incubating them? I'm curious what the method was, but that's, that's the thing with those blue Galeris, man. You get 500 eggs, uh, you put them in peat moss and go to hatch them. You get a couple babies and it's, it can be really frustrating. Uh, there's very few people I know that have cracked the code on getting large hatches of blue Galeris with artificial incubation. But anyway, curious what the method was. Um, I got a question. Is it, is it buffering for you guys? Um, every now and then I get the circle going on my end and I'm wondering what it's like. Um, uh, you are getting lag. Yep. Okay. Shoot, man, there's just nothing I can do about that right now. So yeah, sorry about the lag guys. It showed on my end too. Um, hopefully it goes away. I don't know what it is. Um, because it's like, you know, it's the same connection as we just had. Um, so hopefully it goes away. If it keeps being a persistent problem um, in long term, I'll just, I'll just cut the stream short because that's no fun. But looks like looks like maybe it's okay. Kyle's Wild World. I did incubate in peat moss for those two since they had already been in the peat. Okay. I'm attempting just leave the eggs in the tank now for my dwarf reds. Okay, cool. So... Yeah, that's been my experience with uh, Blue Glaris too. You get a ton of eggs, incubate them, and get a couple to hatch. So let me know what the uh, what the natural method or leaving the eggs in the tank method does for you. Um, if you leave them in for a couple weeks, there's a lot of plants, some gravel and stuff, and then take the parents out, you, you might get a nice hatch that way. Viola, ah, my internet problem. I don't think it's you guys. Um, everybody's getting it. So it's probably either my internet or YouTube itself. Um, Morgan, Aqua Apprentice lag here too. I thought it was just my connection. Nope, it's everybody. Um, not sure what it is. What's up, Dan? Sorry I'm late. Fishing glass, no worries, man. A fishing glass is never late. He arrives precisely when he means to, right? Um, yeah, glad you are here. Um, I'm going to check one thing with the lag. Let me just see if my kids are upstairs like streaming a, a movies or something on Netflix. Let me see if I can, if that's the case, then I'll just change that. But hang on.
Well, sorry about the lag, folks, and there's nothing I can do. I thought maybe the family was upstairs streaming video or something, but I forgot. They're not. They're out shoe shopping right now. So there is nothing that I can think of that would do it. It's hardwired. It's uh, an Ethernet to a cable modem. Um, usually works really well. But that being said, we just got a lot of snow. Could be a storm. I don't know. All right. So, folks... Um, with all this lag, I think I'm going to cut it short. Sorry. Um, I just think it makes for a really bad experience for you guys when it's laggy like that. So, um, sorry, having technical difficulties, don't know what to do about it. And, um, well, let me do a quick thing. Mm, no, I don't want to make you guys wait while I try to fix it. So, um, thanks for coming everybody. Wish it was longer. Sorry about that, but hey, we had a good time for a while. We'll count that as a win, I guess. And um, I'm going to go ahead and cut the stream just because it's lagging so bad. All right. Thanks, folks. I will be streaming again next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, if you want to join. And uh, until then, I hope you all have a great week.